a very good evening to all of you again your trainer instructor mentor bharat this side and today we are going to talk about our another topic and i believe the last topic for our networking basics and after that we are going to start with the defensive security side so in terms of network this will be our last topic so today we are going to talk about one of the again important topics for us to understand how the world's entire network works right like a, a person sitting in an office in seattle how is communicating to his employee working in the same organization but from a geographical different geographical location back in india right so how does this all thing works that's what we are going to talk about it up today over here and in this particular part we are going to discuss more and more things in terms of wide area network so up till so far in this particular journey we did talked about guys lots of things some basics of network we did started with we did talked about the hardwares we did talked about the softwares we did talked about the osi model tcp ip model right the types of cables we even did talked about yesterday the switching and the routing part how switches work how routing works and looking at the responses this will be our final topic and uh, i want you all to again pay close attention to the topics which we are going to discuss for today so let's get started guys in terms of networking basics we are going to talk about our today's agenda that is day 5 that is wan wide area network so we are going to talk about some basics of wan then we are going to talk about wan transmission technologies right and then we are going to talk about some network trouble troubleshooting tools and how sdn came into the picture and changed the theory of transmission technology of wan that's what we are going to talk about in overview of sdn right so this is the agenda which is being planned for today so we are going to discuss about this particular agenda in this particular type of uh, like wan over here we are going to talk about it in detail because all these communications which we do have right on our day to day basis like you all sitting in a different geographical locations working from home to your office in a different geographical location how these things are working right i hope all of you guys have thought about it right that how these things are working isn't it so wan stands for wide area network so it's a very large network people generally do consider wan as a internet so i will clear it up over here once in a once and for all wan is not a synonym to internet internet can be one of the type of wans but it is not internet is not wan right so it's a large network of information that is not tied to one single location that's what you can call it as wan right so wan basically can give us the facility of communicating of sharing information and much more things it can offer us between the devices around the world through a wan provider right for all the organization who does have a international business presence right who does have more than one geographical location their business being located 
and they want to communicate to their team members geographically van is one of the most essential part for their everyday use right so as the internet is considered the largest van so there are lots of different vans right for example infosec trains one office is in india and another office of infosec train is in uae dubai right so we do have these two different offices now how my dubai office is going to connect with the india office right so this thing basically we can do is we can manage a van which can be basically provide a connectivity to our all the employees working in dubai office to communicate with all the employees working in india office right so that is guys what we do call as van right so as described a wide area of networks basically that used to form for telecoms telecommunication networks that can connect multiple devices or the location across the globe that can be one thing vans basically are again one of the most largest or you can say even expensive forms of network available to date right one of the most expensive forms of computer networks available till date right these networks basically are established by service service providers right so there are service provider who do basically provide these type of services with their uh, like van to the businesses basically are being provided by the service providers like even a school or a government basically needs van there are service provider who does provides this particular setup and these customers of the service providers they can use the network and store the data and communicate with other users no matter what the location they are coming from as long as they have access to the established van the access will be granted via various different ways it can be lines it can be vpns it can be links it can be wireless networks or it can be cellular or internet access networks right service provider means internet service provider right so internet service provider will be the one who will be providing you the connectivity right isp or connectivity service provider you can say so van basically are different then all the things which you have which we have discussed earlier like man or lan right lans basically are local area network if there is a same physical location where all the employees want to communicate that will be part of lan now if i want to connect my lan in my delhi office to the lan in let's say chicago in united states how i am going to do there should be a van between which can connect the lan of delhi office to the lan of chicago's office right so that's where van will come into the picture so purpose of van basically if it does not exist organizations will be isolated right to restricted areas and specific geographical regions right so that will be something which will be there if vans were not there so lan can help you to work within the building within the organization but 
the growth to the outside area, let's say either different cities or even different countries, countries, it's not possible with the help of land, right? Because the associated infrastructure will be more cost prohibitive for the organizations if they keep on using that same local network, right? And practically it will be not possible for any organization or any service provider to give you a land exceeding the cities, right? So as organizations basically grows and they do become internationals, international businesses, when will we allow them to communicate between their branches, share the information and stay connected, right? Or let's say an employee who is traveling for work, when will we allowing them to access the information they need to do their job whenever they are traveling, right? So vans basically help the organization to share the information with their employees, with their customers, as well as their partner organizations, or if they do have any B2B clients or customers, anyone. Understood guys? So that is what we do call as when. These are essential services. One of the essential services which we can offer to the public and uh, even the students who are part of any sort of let's say universities, right? They want to access the library databases or university uh, research centers from a remote location. Of course, they have to be part of that particular when even your bank has the same story they do use. When. So we are going to talk about bit more on van, right? But these are like few of the basic things which we should know. About the van, right? That is the wide area network. You can say moreover, it is a type of computer network that spans over the entire large geographical area and connects different cities and even countries, right? So there are lots of communication links in a van, which is usually provided by your telecom partners, right? And these communication carriers who offers these sort of services are generally in forms of these like we will talk about it that are either lease lines either these are frames frame relays right either these are atms either these are mpls or either these are vpns right so multiple different transmission technologies you can say or the communication links are being used by various different vendors understood let's do before we do towards those particular uh, parts of the transmission technologies. We do talk about MPLS, lease lines and all. Let's do talk about guys, van components, right? So van components guys basically are the part. So talking about van components, majorly in van, you will see four major components. The one will be end devices. The one will be communication link. The one will be the equipment of van. And the one will be basically service providers, right? So let me explain you all so that when we do talk about bit more in detail, you should know that when I am saying end devices, what is end device when I'm saving saying van equipment, what is van equipment? So you should be basically aware about that particular part. So end devices, basically these are the devices at the end of the communication links, right? In van technology, we do also call them as edge. Let's say 
let's say this is my network right this is one of my data center and the router through which the connectivity of this particular data center is right and this is basically one of my on-site deployments right now the connectivity of this on-site deployment via this router so this router will be one of my end devices right because it will be on the edge of my deployment servers network right so end devices will be the part these will be the devices at the end of your communication links it can be basically a computer server or router right yes of course a mobile a laptop end devices that are responsible for generating and receiving the data it can be routers it can be servers it can be computers so that's what we do call it as a end device understood team next we do have is communication links so communication links these are the physical connections right these are the physical connection that transmits the data between the devices right now if i do have device one device over here and another device over here right so the link between to communicate the data right the entire link between to communicate the data is what we do call as communication link yes it can be wired it can be wireless right communication links can be wired it can be wireless and it can use various technologies like lease lines again frame relays atms mpls vpns anything so the link which is connecting your one site to another site that's what we do call as communication link make sense next we do have is van equipment so van equipments basically these will be including your devices like routers switches firewalls these type of devices it will be including all of your these type of devices like routers switches firewalls that are used to interconnect with each other that are used to interconnect with each other to interconnect the lands and manage the flow of data between them right of course let's say there is device a and device b right both of them are connected via one switch now this switch is connected to one of my routers now this router is connecting and another organization two devices from same switch right it is another switch now all this something similar to this particular part this router can be connected to my van right it can be basically van or any other geographical location where entire of my different site is working so van equipment basically will be your devices like routers switches firewalls that are used to interconnect the land and manage the flow of your data between those particular devices right so those are van equipments 
then there is guys service provider like someone did ask what is service provider so these are the telecommunication carriers that provide the communication link that means the connectivity from a to b that provides the communication links and the services that are required to build and operate a van right so services required to build and operate a van service provider will be giving the communication link service provider will be giving right and service provider will be offering various of these particular services like services to offer van services to offer communication links it will be offering it via multiple different things like i have already mentioned couple of times lease lines are there frame relays are there right there are atms there are mpls we are going to talk about all of them in detail we are going to understand all of them in detail we do have vpns all of these like these are few of the examples how service provider provides you the services of van and creates a communication link between your site a to site b right so that is what we do call as communication links sorry uh, service provider now this part guys over here does not include all the options right lease line frame relays atms mpls vpn does not involves all the options you do have sd wan also right we are going to talk about it later when we do talk about sdn we are going to talk about it so just be there we are going to discuss it in detail right so that was your wan components now wan technologies all these things which i was saying about like the wan technologies which we are going to discuss so there will be lease lines there will be frame relays atms mpls and packet switching this is something which we already discussed so anyone who is providing you the connectivity services that can be basically one of the example of service providers now the very first thing guys lease lines this is my office over here let's say uh, this is my office and this i am a telephone exchange telecommunication company so this is my telephone exchange right so what i asked my vendor is to give me a cable cable structure leased line just like you lease an apartment right you lease an apartment you lease an office you lease an building same way you are leased you are leasing a particular line up over here which will be having only yours and yours connectivity none other connectivity will be there so that's what we do call it as lease line a cabled point to point connection that is dedicated communication link that you have leased from your service provider so team these particular lease lines are the part where we will be having a dedicated like service provider who will be giving services to a single customer and there will be no contention of or there will be no connection of any other user with any other users over there they will offer us high reliability 
performance and bandwidth right the normal internet which you are using like you can see some of us are facing issues why because that's a shared traffic shared internet so no one guarantees you about the latency about the reliability the performance and the bandwidth but in lease line you will be basically having all these particular thing things to a minimum level guaranteed right so that is what we do call it as leased lines so these are available in various speeds ranging from minimum to minimum 64 kbps right they can have 64 kbps to several gbps right they can give you the speed of minimum to kbps to several gbps depending on your choice and it can be used for various different things like for voice for data for video applications right so these can be used so lease lines basically are used by typically large organizations that need to transmit their data in volumes right they need to transmit their data in high volumes and requires high level of privacy and security right so for them lease lines are being used and these are also used for real-time applications like video conferencing online gaming financial training trading right you might have seen all those basically works in stock markets the stock market exchange vendors right they do have a line basically which they have taken directly from the stock market central board right like bsc in india right so line has been purchased and on that particular line they do basically do their financial trading same way where low anywhere where low latency basically it's critical lease lines will be used if you are a small organization i would say lease lines are good for us we can basically maintain and use lease lines if we are a small organization but if you are a big organization you do have multiple offices and in multiple geographical location this thing basically can be a chaos and it can be more expensive and uh, practically sometimes even impossible as well and it will be not economic at all right so that is basically one thing in terms of lease lines we do have next we do have is frame relay guys now again it's a type of van technology right that uses packet switching to transmit the data between a device let's say there is my regional office there is my head office there is some remote users and another regional office right so frame relay basically will be technology which will be using packet switching technique remember yesterday we did talked about packet switching entire of my data has been broken into the packets and it has been transmitted independently over the network and before reach like once it reached to the destination it has been reassembled and then data has been used right so it's a cost effective alternative to your lease lines right these days we do not use it that much frame relays you won't find it often but these are cost effective alternatives to your lease lines 
and it can allow multiple customers to share a single communication link right multiple customers to share a single communication link to do the connectivity right so that is basically what we do call as frame relay guys now again it is available for variable uh, bandwidth like minimum to minimum you can get even 56 kbps all of you guys especially those who are from india and those uh, who have used dial up modems have you have ever used dial up modems like earlier we were having bsnl mtnl sharing us those dial up modems where we used to connect the call and then our internet connectivity used to get started but yes when we were kids that's an example of frame relay it offers various different bandwidths like 54 kbps 56 kbps to 45 mbps right 54 kbps to 45 mbps and can be used for various different purposes voice data video applications right so they also use virtual circuits you know they also use frame relay uses virtual circuits like in dial up modem when you used to basically make a call what you were doing was you were making a call from your system to the service provider and when a circuit basically was being given then you were basically having the connection to the internet right same way it uses virtual circuits to establish the connection between the devices these virtual circuits are the logical connections that are created by the service provider and these can be basically temporary and permanent right so frame relay offers significant cost savings these are basically the types of network which we were using earlier and as customers we only have to pay for the bandwidth we have used right and we can increase and decrease our bandwidth requirement as it is basically being needed right so that is what we do call as frame relay before proceeding any questions in any of these two parts lease lines frame relays both of them lease lines you will find it often in your enterprise solutions but frame relay to be honest i would say none i have not seen it in past few years so I would say none but yes sometimes it can be there these things basically can be the part of frame relay now uh, just refreshing the entire part in frame relay what you used to do is first of all from your device let's say you are in this regional office you will make a connection to your head office right a connection one being established you will be using packet switching you will be sending your data into multiple packets over here and that data will be reassembled up over here and the person sitting in the head office will receive that particular data right so that's how it works like the one which we were having earlier with our wi-fi's home wi-fi's right dial-up modems those who are depending upon frame relays now before starting with ATM that is asynchronous transfer mode I would like to answer one interesting question 
with wireless technologies like 5G coming, do lease line still work in wireless? So we are having lease line. Lease line is a connectivity which is wired. So we are not comparing it with wireless like 5Gs. So lease lines are the connectivities which are wired connectivities. Let's say I am a government entity and I need to connect one of my local cities uh, department to the city like the state's capital department, right? So I will be using lease line support there, not relying upon the wireless 5G because that is something which is an open network, right? There will be another people's data being transferred. So I need high privacy. I need very low latency and I need a dedicated connectivity bandwidth, right? So I will be of course using lease line support there, right? So now guys, let's do talk about ATMs, asynchronous transfer mode, right? So again, ATM, asynchronous transfer mode is a WAN technology that uses cell switching, right? That uses cell switching to transmit the data between the devices, right? So it's a high speed technology ATMs basically are having a high speed technology that offers a guaranteed bandwidth and QoS that is quality of service capabilities, right? And this type of ATMs basically will be uh, for the applications that will require very high performance like video streaming, multimedias, high speed data transfer, right? These type of things ATMs will be suitable for. Understood? So these are basically like when I do talk about QoS, quality of service capabilities, what does that mean? Let's say in my network, someone is basically watching a movie, right? and from another workstation the calls are being received so i can in atm i can basically say that in case if you have to compromise with the bandwidth compromise with the bandwidth of the user watching movies but calls should be basically having appropriate bandwidth all the time it should be always real time there should be no latency in my calls right so that is something which we can say as part of quality of service if i want to with the same existing service. If I want to have some sort of VIP treatment to one of my service, that's what we do call as quality of service, right? So ATMs basically offers a fixed bandwidth, right? Of let's say from 1.5 Mbps, I guess. Yeah, I do remember 1.5 Mbps to 622 Mbps, right? 622 Mbps from 1.5 to 600 22 Mbps and it can be used for voice data and video applications, right? Again, ATM uses virtual circuits to establish the connection, right? And these connection between the devices one being established, it will be using used by the sender and the receiver to transmit the data, right? And also guys ATM offers multiple classes of services that prioritize the traffic based upon its 
importance so that is guys what we do call as atm that is asynchronous transfer mode atm so if you need more like it's a mode for switching and transmission uh, transmitting the data efficiently and flexibly and organizes it into forms of cells right and it is asynchronous why because asynchronous in sense because the reoccurrence of the cells depends on the required instance uh, like required instantaneous byte rate or bit rate sorry right so let's say there is an empty cell it will not go by if a data is waiting to be transferred right for example the reason i am saying is asynchronous i am sending five types of data out of which atm will automatically check which data does have the high priority it will pick up first and it will send that particular data first irrespective of the data in the waiting right and when there is data in waiting if there is a null cell an empty cell which needs to be transferred it will wait up till entire of your data transfer does takes place right so atm does have a powerful flexibility that lies in its ability in its ability to basically provide high capacity low latency for all the types of information be it data video image voice and it is basically speed and distance independent protocol right so that is what we do call as atms so cells from multiple or many different sources are multiplexed into single physical circuits and there is a fixed length of these particular fields which are there in cells and it includes all the routing information for whom it is to where it has to be sent which ensures the faster processing speeds right which enables uh, which helps you to basically get in your simple hardware circuits right so one of the greatest benefits of atm is the ability to provide you support of wide range of conversations right while providing you transport independent from those particular services right so that is what we do call as atm steam right asynchronous transfer mode next one is mpls someone was asking the full form of mpls so mpls a wide range of communication services while providing you the transport independence from those particular services right so mpls basically it's your multi protocol labeling label switching right mpls now consider it uh, <coughs> mpls basically it's a protocol that you can say works on layer 2.5 that is somewhere 
between your data link and before your network this particular thing works right now what it basically does is overall all in all your MPLS is going to label as the name suggests it is going to label all the switches in between so consider it in this way let me draw and explain you this is my data center and this is one of my client sites right now what I have done is I have asked my service provider to give me MPLS connectivity now I do not have to do anything I have asked my service provider to give me MPLS connectivity from my data server to my client side right this is what I have asked them to do now I will be having one connectivity from my end right my ER that is edge router to the MPLS and my service provider will be providing a connectivity to the client's router client's edge router right known as again ES so that is how it basically is working right MPLS first of all let me again theoretically complete it is a WAN technology first of all understand it in this way it is a WAN technology that uses label labels to route the traffic it does not use IPs it does not use Mac it uses labels to route your traffic between the devices and of course guys it is flexible and scalable technology which basically offers you QoS quality of service capabilities again and traffic engineering features as well right now you can see this diagram this green label I wanted this green label to reach to this host B then I wanted this particular yellow label to reach to this host A now it will be going through all the intermediate switches where this is basically LSR means labeled switch router it will be labeled it will be sending the appropriate traffic to according to the labels it will be sending to L2 now L2 knows that if it's yellow it will be sent to L3 if it is green it will be sent to L4 and that's how it reaches to their destination so labels let's say I've given you all the labels and I do say that all the people who are having red labels come to right side all the people who are having blue labels come to left side right and that's how basically if I have to pass any message to the red label I do know that my I am a switch or I am a router I do know that if any message is for uh, red uh, red labels I will be basically talking to the right side and if there is any message to the left labels I will be talking to the left side right so that is how basically we do have switching being done in multi protocol labeling switch now why two it can be basically depending on different different infrastructure it can be like the one is the incoming 
there can be much more intermediary depending on your hops where your data needs to be reached right so there can be different lsrs right label switch routers these are different because these are labeled right your isp will be having this technology so talking about this particular part again now over here my isp is maintaining my uh, service provider is maintaining how i am getting connected to my client side from my data center right from my data center how i am getting connected to my client side my isp is maintaining now it is totally private right it is totally private for me it's not like that private means that no other traffic will be there but yes there will be other traffic also in this mpls which i am taking from my vendor there will be other traffic also but my traffic will be totally separate because my traffic will be having a switch like a label let's say my traffic's label is bharat so any packet which is basically having a label bharat your mpls now knows that if it is having the label of bharat it has to be transferred to this point if it is having a different label it might have to be transported to the different part right so mpls works with labels right so these labels basically helps you to guide or drive your traffic to the source to the destination so mpls basically it's suitable for the applications that require high performance right for the applications that needs more security like real time videos your voips and your mission critical data transfer if you do have anything right mpls can be useful in that particular time and it offers mixed bandwidths right ranging from 1 mbps to even 10 gbps right and can be used for voice data and video applications as mentioned again mentioning one more time mpls uses labels to identify the traffic and route it through the network right and offers multiple classes of services right that prioritize your traffic based upon the importance let's say if i am having voip or critical mission critical data transfer so i can say that prioritize my mission critical data transfer always as compared to real time videos if there is any buffering being going on in real time videos i am fine with that but there should be no low bandwidth in terms of mission critical data transfer right so that sort of qos i can have in my mpls multi protocol label switching right so this is one of the major parts up over there sometimes you might have seen that people also do call as mpls vpns and when it comes to the point vpns we always think that encrypted right mpls are vpns but not the vpn vpns that means the encrypted channel these are virtual yes these are private again yes these are network again yes but they do not provide the connectivity like normal vpns which we use in our devices right 
so that is guys what we do have is mprs part right so we have talked about lease lines we have talked about frame relays we have talked about asynchronous transfer mode we have talked about mpls now to revise packet switching let's do talk about it so packet switching again re repeating for the users who have joined today for the very first time packet switching is a method guys that uses data transmission like we use for data transmission now in packet switching a message right a packet uh, a entire message or a data is broken into the several parts right now you can see these numbers up over here there was my entire data on source which were having numbers 4321 so 4 and 1 is going as a small packets over here where 1 is going to this part then it is reassembling to all of them are coming to various parts 4 is coming up over here 2 is going over here 4 and 3 are going over here and they are reaching to this destination 2 is reaching to this destination now we do have 1 2 3 4 all together back again and being arranged and reassembled up over here right so this is basically our packet switching actually the diagram explains it very well the data is basically broken into the several parts called as packets and these are sended independently to the whatever optimum route for each packet is being decided and it is reassembled at the destination right each of these particular packet each of these particular packet basically contains a piece of part that is called as payload that payload does have the identifying headers that include the information of destination and reassembly information right now you know that packets are basically sent in triplicates right like one will be sent three times two will be sending three times three will be sending three times four will be sent even three times why because it is used to check like packets are being sent in triplicates to check the packet corruption right every packet is verified in a process that basically compares and confirms at least two copy of them basically should match if verification fails let's say third copy is doing what it is checking whether first and two are same number 1 and number 2 is same or not if number 1 packet and number 2 packet is not same the third will make a request right for the packets to be resent and then again triple packets will be resent to the server right that is what we do call as packet switching they are reassembling at the server because of the payload which is being sent with each packet each packet contains a payload information which contains the reassembly information as well <clears throat> like there is no anything which is hard and fast for your network troubleshooting in terms of tools if i do have to basically say like there is nothing specific of course if you are using any vendor based products 
like let's say if you are using the products from palo alto so you do have their tools you do have their options like the widgets to troubleshoot those particular tools but in common if i do talk about in common if you have to basically go for any sort of network troubleshooting tools which can be specific in general for irrespective of any sort of uh, like vendor you are chosen maybe cisco palo alto or any of them so there can be few of these particular tools which can help you i would uh, basically say first of all of course your ping tool you all do know what does ping does it can help you to check the connectivity right same you can use trace route or tracer right trace route or tracer can be used to see the entire route of your system to your destination you can of course use ip config right if config these ones to see the configuration of your nic network interface card you do have commands like or tools like ns lookup dig right which can be useful let me better way let me write them so i mentioned you can have ping tool you can have trace route or tracer command right you can also have if config ip config isn't it so let me just write trace route ip config for windows if config for linux you do have ns lookup command you do have dig command and linux right you do have who is which is one of the very nice tools in terms of network if you want to go for port monitoring connectivities netstat is one of the best tools right to have a remote connectivity you can go for tools like putty you can use putty for that right you should know about tools like subnet calculator ip calculator these are going to help you to understand and see the depth of the networks and all so these tools basically you can use especially for your network troubleshooting right like one of the best tools in this i do like is netstat right it gives you the open port connectivity right and that open port connectivity that too 
basically you can use various different filters and it can help you to basically see those various different filters as well right so for example if i do show you i can use netstat right hyphen an you can see it is going to give me all of my active network connections on my various different addresses on my port numbers right now i want to see which process is having those particular connections i can use ano right and ano will also be giving me the process id of that particular process which is having the connectivity now i can check and see whether the connectivity which it is having it's a genuine process or not i can even use anb the best part it will tell me the process name which is using that particular connection right like you can see chrome is basically is connected to these ports sharepoint is there so i can see the process which is making a connection right now i do know a pdf file should not make a connection so i can look it accordingly and i can check and i can see whether there is any sort of wrong going happening in my network or not right i can use ip config as a command to see all the ip configurations i can go for ip config slash all which will display me all the details in detailed information of all of my nic's be it virtual be it physical then i can use ip config slash display dns command it will show me the res uh, resolver cache of my dns router right so all of these things i can use like what these things are like my dns basically maps the ip to the domain name right so this is my resolver cache which my system basically always checks whenever you do request for any website ping command i can use it to see whether the machine is alive or not by sending the icmp packets right so these type of commands basically can be useful and these can basically help us to troubleshoot our network let's say i want to see the connectivity to that particular part is up or not right for example i use tracer right then i go for google.com now you will see it will count all the hops starting from my network up till google wherever i am uh, the hops are there in between it is coming it will go for all the hops and it will display me the information right for all the next existing routers available
up till it reaches to the google.com it will show the connectivity to maximum 30 ops Now can you see it says tracer complete. I am able to reach to this particular Google's IP from my end within eight hops from my network, right? So that's all guys. You can use this to check and to connect to a particular part, right? So this is guys various different tools can help us for various different parts. So that is all about your network troubleshooting tools. Now the last topic that is SDN. SDN stands for software defined networking. Now are we using MPLS? Are we using ATMs? Are we using frame relay, lease lines, packet switching? What exactly we are using? Yes, I've seen the organization who are using MPLS, of course, right? I have seen the organization you are using lease lines as well. But these days, entire scenario has been changed from the time SDN came in, comes into the picture. Now, SDN stands for software defined networking right it is nothing but a network architecture that decouples the control and the data planes in the network right like the source and the destination you can see that is inside the data plane the control who will be having access to what how the access will be done will be the part of control plane right so in traditional network the control of the network and the data plane were tightly integrated right like how this packet will be transferred to this device from this source to this destination it was tightly coupled and being checked right and the changes to network configuration has to require to changes to the control plane as well right that was in our traditional networking but in sdn the control plane is an abstracted site from the data plane right data plane is the part where all of your source and destinations your routing networking will be there right so that's what we do call it as data plane we do have this particular part of you do call it as control plane this is the part where network admin will be sitting and will be controlling the entire part entire phase that's what we do call as control plane plane right and then there is the upper one which you can see the applications that is the management plane 
the control plane the data plane so first thing the control plane basically refers to the network architecture component that is basically going to define the traffic and the routing topology this is where edward admin is going to sit and going to define the routing and the uh, traffic routing entire part and the data topology like network topology how it is going to be and based upon that same topology it will be implied and applied in your data planes so your data planes like you can say this is a software uh, in an overall example this is underlay this is overlay i am admin i am working on a software i am defining the network architecture and this entire network architecture topologies controls are being applied on the hardware devices let's say you are using cisco juniper or any other routers like from palo alto or anywhere you are implementing them these hardwares now you what you are doing is you are controlling all of these particular hardwares via a software defined network sdn via a control plane right where you are basically creating policies you are creating various different topologies and network architecture and via apis you are basically sending it to your hardwares to be applied sdn so in control plane the abstracted data the uh, the control plane basically it is an abstract which i have taken from data plane right allowing the admins over here to manage the network to a centralized controller controller like onos open daylight these type of centralized controllers it can basically manage the entire part so generally we do have three things controller data plane and application layer so this is the controller in between which is controlling via the software all of your data planes hardware right and there is applications applications it can be basically my data centers another application can be my cloud computing another part can be my service providers or maybe my enterprise network right so these can be the applications of sdn so coming back to the sdn sdn basically it's going to help like as a approach it is going to help uh, to us in such a way that we use software based controllers and apis right over here we do have software based controllers in this part we do have software based controllers and apis to basically communicate our underlying hardware over here to communicate with our underlying hardware infrastructure and then directing that hardware infrastructure the entire traffic on the network right so it is sdn is basically different from your traditional network your traditional network uses dedicated hardware devices like router and switches and to control the network traffic you have to configure those router and switches in sdn what i am doing is i am i can create and control a virtual network or i can control a traditional hardware 
as well that to via software right via a software let's say uh, for example there is a machine right now in order to basically access that machine you do have a software isn't it so same way there is a machine that is hardware over here in order to access manage that hardware you are having software over here that's what we do have it as sdn software defined networking right sdn will work over the net internet so that's how it will be useful right that's how sd wan came into the picture and it is giving you the connectivity to control and manage your off-site networks as well right so network virtualization basically that was one of the concepts which helped sdn a lot because it allows the organization to segment their virtual networks within the single physical networks right and to connect devices on those physical different physical networks to create even a single virtual network okay so sdn networking sdn software defined networking enables the newest way of controlling the routing of your data packets and that true that to via controlled centralized server now why sdn is important of course it will be helping you to increase the control with greater speed and flexibility you can customize your entire network infrastructure it will give you optimum level of security of course right so these can be like few of the things and the key difference between your traditional network and sdn is infrastructure basically if i do say sdn is a software based while your traditional networking is a hardware based right and because the control plane through which you will be controlling your entire network is a software based sdn is more flexible than traditional networking because it allows the admins to control the network to change the configuration settings for provisioning more resources right uh, like for provisioning more resources for increased network capacity all from one centralized ui without the need of hardware to be configured right so as compared to your traditional networking sdn offers be even better security in many ways because software defined networks uses a centralized controller securing the controller basically it's crucial to maintain to secure the network right if your controller gets hacked yes there might be the case your network might be down so applications which you are seeing up over here these application on the top management plane so these applications basically can communicate the resources request right like a person sitting up over here right it can communicate the resource request information I am a person I want to send a file to this particular destination and that file basically exists in application too so it can be called up via like this and it can be sent to this particular person 
so that is basically the applications which basically communicates the resource request or the information about your network as a whole then there are controllers the second one which you see re-explaining one more time controllers are the one which uses the information from the applications to decide how to route your data packets and then you do have your networking devices over here which will be in your data planes which will receive the information from the controllers about where to move the, that particular data right so that is basically your SDN now SDN brought one thing into the picture that is known as SD-WAN So software defined wide area network using SDN when I am going to create a wide area network that is what I am going to call it as SD-WAN. It's a type of computer network that enables the bonding of multiple internet access resources like DSL, cable, another IP transport to provide the reliable high throughput data channels right that is what we do call as SD-WAN software based technology that delivers the virtualized resources to the entire wide area network connections over both it can be your ordinary broadband as well or it can be your private links like lease line as well right so concept of SDN was to control the hardware via software right now applying the same concept of SDN to your WANs to control your wide area network via softwares SDN abstracts the traffic management and monitor from the network hardware and applies them to the individual applications right that is what we do call as SDWANs like they can effectively route your traffic from your data centers to your branch offices and then uh, the cloud then the traditional van routers right sd vans can dynamically use multiple available connections to find the best delivery paths for the traffic across the entire network eliminating the jitter or the dropped packet to deliver the optimal ui to your remote areas right so that is what SD-WAN can do like it can be my uh, wireless it can be my DSL my cables my lease line which is connected to my data center to my branch office now I can use SD-WAN to basically manage my virtual networks to manage my uh, another areas of my organization where I can control and manage the network via software, right? So that is guys what we do call it as SD-WAN.